episode 139 through the fire in this episode i want us to start talking about the importance of not only loving yourself but loving yourself through some of the hardest shit you ever go through loving yourself through some of the hardships some of the major challenges some of the major beat downs or you know things that can really get you down really try to kill your spirit really try to taint you change you those kind of experiences learning how to love yourself and appreciate yourself and not lose hope or lose the vision or the mission in the process or lose yourself really um so if you are new to the podcast what's up salutations thank you kindly for being here and i really 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 do hope that you enjoy the show thank you if you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? What's going on? What's the word? What's happening with you? I hope you're in good, good spirits. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you're feeling your best. I hope your self-esteem is continuing to grow. I hope you're doing what you have to do to take care of you. I hope you're maintaining your energy and recharging when you need to. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for coming back. In the first segment, we're going to talk about you being a multitude of magic. In the second segment, we're going to talk about how emotions are an asset. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about widening the scope. In this episode, I definitely want to, you know, as always, help somebody. You know, also just, you know, I want to speak life into somebody. I want to inspire somebody. I want to challenge somebody. I want somebody to think. I want the light bulb to come on. I want you to discover something that all of a sudden you need to do to change your life. I want you to gather the courage. I want you to love yourself more. I want you to pick you and choose you no matter what it costs you. Let's jump into this episode and get it popping, y'all. Let go. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Sorrow looks back, worry looks around, faith looks up. Like I said before, this episode is very important and valuable to me because I don't want to just talk about hardships alone. I want to talk about the importance of hardships and how they can really shape and mold us as people. I want to talk about loving, learning how to love yourself through some of the darkest and hardest times in your life. 
And with that being said, I love this quote because, you know, I feel like it's true to every situation. When it comes, when you're sad, it's because you're looking back, you're living in the past, you're not being present. You know, when you're worrying, it's because you're trying to control a situation and you're looking around to see if it's something you can manage or control so you can have your way. And, you know, when you lack faith, you know, you don't expect things to happen the way you want them to. Anyway, I think your hardships has a way of showing you and exposing you to the multitude of, you know, components that exist in you. You know, you're a multitude of magic. You consist of talents, you consist of abilities, of energies, of, you know, uh, different assets and different skills, gifts and different things, and, you know, emotions and everything that makes you a marvelous human being and your hardships have, a, have an awesome way of exposing that in you. Outside of my childhood, one of the first real, you know, dark periods in my life was college and the experience I had, the situation I went through with dropping out of college. Like I would say like my last year, year and a half before I dropped out of college was so tumultuous and so stressful. And, you know, I look back on it now and everything just made sense. You know, back in college, I was existing in a state of depending on other people for my needs. You know, I also, when I look back on my life, I love school and I've always loved school, but, you know, I went to college because I wanted other people to be proud of me, to approve of me more so than I was doing it for myself. And I look back now and I'm really appreciative of life really thwarting those plans and not allowing that to go to fruition because I would have been getting my life off on the wrong foot. You know, there's already a lot of resentment as is, but I really didn't need to bring that dream or that, you know, that goal to fruition with that very intention. After dropping out of high school, you know, pretty much my family uh, expected me to just get on with life, act like it never happened, to get on with finding a job and moving on and that whole thing. And it's just, you know, it took me a long time. It took me a while to do that, at least a year, you know, and because I always saw my life with college in it. I always saw my education and my future and getting that done. And it took a, a while for me to adjust and adapt. But I will say that, you know, going through that period, it showed me, it showed me in a very important part of myself. I learned that I had to be self-sufficient. When I was in college, I was dependent on my parents and everybody else to take care of me, to buy books, to do this and that, because, you know, they didn't want me to work. They didn't want me to do anything. They just focused on my studies. But, you know, in college, I was so dependent on other people. I wasn't self-reliant. You know, I wasn't, you know, taking responsibility for my life because, in a sense, I wasn't really responsible for my life as far as I was concerned. And a lot of that, delusion needed to be shattered for me to become the person that I needed to be. Like I said before, a lot of going to college was so my parents could be proud of me and so my parents can approve of me and so my parents could have a child that went to college and graduated and just all this egoic just nonsense and you know, not going to college and, you know, dropping out of stuff was the worst thing for me back then. But now I realize it was one of the best things that happened to me because, you know, one, I got to see there is more than one way to live your life uh, is for as long as I thought I was so rigid in going to college. But, you know, I learned that there were so many other parts of me in leaving college. 
I learned how to be there for myself. I learned, started learning how to take care of myself. I started paying better attention to what it was that I needed. I started paying attention to what it was that mattered to me. And it was the beginning of me starting to live my life for me. It was the beginning of me starting to take responsibility for my life. And like I said, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me, but also one of the hardest. Lao Tzu said, a tree that is unbending is usually broken. Being a man, being a black man, it's always been hard to find my footing and to channel being my authentic self because I've had so many people in my life try to define manhood for me, try to define what a man is and all of that jazz. And it's really been a journey getting to this place where I'm comfortable in myself and, you know, I'm very comfortable with how I choose to express myself and show up in reality. You know, another pivotal moment in my life, like I've shared with y'all before, was pretty much, you know, about almost five years ago, I lost everything. I lost my job, I lost my home, I lost my car, I lost everything. And, you know, that period in my life was very dark. It was very dark and depressing. Like I've said before, I've lived the bulk of my life, you know, looking for the approval of others, looking for people to, you know, uh, substantiate me being good enough, you know, looking for other people to, you know, value me in a way I wouldn't value myself or prove myself. But I will say that as hard as that chapter was, was one of the hardest things I've, I've come up against thus far, but it's also another very important chapter of my life because, you know, in that chapter, I couldn't depend on nobody else. In that chapter, there was no room for approval. In that chapter, you know, I had to learn how to love me. And one thing I've learned is that, you know, when you are down and out and there is nothing going on, broken, you're depressed, you know, you're frustrated, there's no way to go but up. And, you know, in this most recent chapter, my self-esteem grew a whole lot towards the end of the journey. You know, I was depressed and I was shattered for a, a long while, but when I started understanding and putting the pieces of my life back together and making sense of this chapter of this spiritual awakening, you know what I'm saying, my self-esteem started going, uh, started increasing, you know, a whole lot. You know, I really started to find my, you know, my ground, my, you know, my groundedness, my centeredness with how I define self-respect and self-confidence for myself. You know, my consciousness started to expand and grow a great deal. I feel like self-esteem is more so uh, connected to your consciousness. You know, your ability to know that no matter what happens in your life, you will be all right. You know, to be able to have that centeredness and that groundedness to know that no matter what situation occurs or what happens in your life, you will be okay. You are the best person for the job. You can maintain that sense of positivity and you can handle whatever's thrown your way. You know, when you go for nearly five years, you know, with no money, with no job, you know, with no prospects, with nothing happening, pretty much living off the help and assistance of others, and just really just as low as you pretty much can go, there's nothing else you can really do but learn how to love yourself. 
You know what I mean? I feel like when you learn how to love yourself through your hardest battles, through your biggest wars, then you know no matter what happens in life, no matter how bad it gets, I got you. And I came to that understanding. and I found that connection with myself. I found that peace and groundedness with myself that no matter what happens, I got me. You know, for a long time, it took me a minute before, it took me a long time to, you know, really confront a lot of the issues that I had. You know, like many of us, I couldn't really figure out how to define myself or how to figure out who I was or who I wanted to be or where I wanted to go outside the gravitational pool of my family. You know, I had to learn how to step away from them. And again, you know, to this day, definitely another hard thing, one of the hardest things I've done, but, you know, I had to learn that if someone doesn't like me or love me, can I still like myself? Can I still love myself? You damn right I can. And one of the things I had to do was remove a lot of people from my life. I had to remove a lot of toxicity. I had to remove a lot of dead weight. I had to remove a lot of forces that were not instrumental in my growth, in my joy, in my peace. You know, one thing I will say that came out of all the tumult and all the, you know, the the hurt and, you know, just really losing everything and just my life just going to pot for years was that somehow or another I was able to experience peace. And one of the worst times in my life, I was actually able to coincidentally find peace when I had nothing, when nothing was going on, when I couldn't call on nobody. I was able to find peace. And I feel like that's because I let my emotions do the talking. I followed my feelings. I got to the bottom of what my feelings were leading me to. And I feel like when we get into a place where we can allow our feelings to do the talking, our emotions to guide us, we can become more aware of where our GPS system is taking us and not avoiding what's holding us back. Vincent Van Gogh said, If you hear a voice within you say, You cannot paint, then by all means, paint, and that voice will be silenced. I will say and say again that, you know, when you come to a place in your life when you've gone through enough battles, when you develop the kind of optimism, the kind of benevolence, the kind of mindset, the kind of attitude where you understand there's a knowing, not a belief, there's a knowing, there's a conviction that no matter what happens, you will be okay and you will have your back, you will support you, you will take care of you, that and you know, that understanding will continue to cement, you know, under your feet, in your mind, in your heart, as you go on and progress. And you get better at, you know, responding to, you know, adversarial situations, things that challenge you, things that may try to, you know, disrupt your peace, or your joy. You get better at responding to things. You get better at responding to people. You know, losing everything was one of the most freeing things that ever happened to me looking back now because, you know, so many of us, we live our lives in fear, in fear that we'll lose anything. I mean, lose everything in fear that we'll have to start back over. And the fact that, you know, I had to start back over at, start to lose everything and start over at 28 
and go years, you know what I'm saying, into my 30s, not having my stuff together. You know what I'm saying? Needing someone to take care of me, needing someone to do this, do that, buy this, buy that. You know, that is a transition. That's a fear that I got to overcome and see myself overcome. And now I can operate without having that fear. You know, moving around a lot as a kid. As a kid, I moved around a lot, you know, changed schools from time to time. And, you know, even there was even a few situations where we lost our home and we had to live, you know, with other people, you know, whether it was with my grandma or my other grandmother or, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, as a kid, I mean, as an adult, I think I brought a lot of that instability and, you know, into my life, you know, being scared of losing my stability, being scared of not knowing where you're going to end up in that conflict manifests this way into my life. I will say that when it comes to loving yourself through your through the fire, loving yourself through the hardest periods in your life, you have to widen your perception and continue to show yourself that you like yourself, you love yourself, understand that your ability to, you know, the things that you want to do in your life, the kind of life that you lead, the kind of person that you become will rest a lot on how much you like yourself, what you think about yourself, the ideas and thoughts that you have about yourself. And the, you know, your hardships, your challenges, your trials and tribulations will come through and they will show you what you're made of. They will show you what you're worth. A lot of people exist and live in that sense of rigidity and, you know, and fear because they can't control everything. And they're not willing to let themselves go to grow and expand and change because, you know, they feel like they like who they are and they want to be able to manage and control things. You know what I mean? All the hardships in my life show me that one of my values, you know, is immutability. I need to be able to change and grow and be fluid with life, understanding that change is constant. Nothing lasts. Everything changes. Change is something that you can depend on. My life has been very instrumental in showing me that life always changes. Things are always changing. So don't get attached to things. Don't put your identity into things. Be ready. You know, sometimes God can give you things to have. You can have a car for a few years, 10 years, and then be ready for when he may want it back because he may be ready to upgrade you and give you something better. You have to be willing to widen your perspective, you know, expand your perception. Know that you are so much more than the things that you have, the things that you've been through, the bruises and the cuts that you have, the traumas that you have. Like I said before, your ability to improve your self-esteem is tied to your ability to grow your own sense of consciousness. It's tied to your ability to find your centeredness and your grounding no matter what's taking place in your life. It's your ability to find joy and peace and laughter in situations everybody else may be miserable in. It's your ability to call forth the rawest, truest, most beautiful, heartfelt expression of yourself because you understand you're the only you there is and that there will ever be. So the best thing that you can do is learn how to love yourself, like yourself, but really learn to like and love yourself through the hard times. We punish ourselves and lose respect for ourselves through the hard time. But what could you be capable of if you really loved and liked yourself when the shit goes down? Wash. Wash.
What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the air segment. As y'all already know, here in this segment, we challenge you to get real. We challenge you to get honest. We challenge you to be transparent. And we just really want you to take your life and your experiences more seriously. You deserve the world and you deserve all the love, all the courage, all the magic and energy that you, your mind, your heart, and your body can hold and handle. So let's jump in. The first letter is E, embrace. Embrace that you are magic. No matter what your race, what your culture, whatever, you are magic. The fact that you exist, the fact that your body, your mind, your heart, that you are capable of all the things you are capable of. The fact that you get to be alive at a time such as now. The fact that you probably only use about maybe five to 10% of your brain capacity. The fact that you haven't even really began to scratch your true potential. The fact that you haven't even really began to really know yourself and who you are and who God put you here to be. You still have so much work to do, but know that you still have so much more to see. You have so much more to show and so much more to discover. You probably feel like you've lived a lot of life already probably lived a bunch of different lives. You've had a lot of experience, a lot of experiences, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of heartache, a lot of trauma, whatever it may be. But know that none of those experiences hold a candle to the things you haven't seen yet. And you get to those things by liking yourself, loving yourself, learning to really enjoy being the person you are, especially when the chips are down. Learning how to like and love who you are when everybody else is losing their head and not liking and loving who they are. Moving on. The next letters are recognize. Recognize that your emotions are there to guide you and pull you. They're not facts and you don't have to do it because again, you don't have to make major decisions based on them, but understand that your emotions are letting you know how you feel about things, your emotions have a way of letting you know what needs to change. You know, and most times I find that you're usually the person who needs to change, but you know, so you need to make a decision, you need to do something differently, you need to change your attitude, your perception, whatever it is, but your emotions pull you in the direction. If you are showing up and continue to go outside for people that don't bring the hell yes energy, and when I say the hell yes energy, you know, somebody that you don't have to think about, you know, going out with. You get ready to go out to the club or to a party somewhere and so-and-so say, you going you going out with us? Well, I'm going. So-and-so, uh, that's already a no. Anytime it's a uh, anytime it's not a hell yes, it's just a cool, yeah, that's cool. I, you don't need to be going because that person doesn't recharge you. That person doesn't give what you need. That person doesn't meet your emotional needs the way you need to. Or a situation doesn't meet your needs or set you up to be better or to fill up your cup the way it needs to. You need to really start putting your mental health, uh, you know, prioritizing it and putting it first. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I got to a place in my life where I had to understand my emotions were calling me to show me I'm no longer interested or intrigued or impressed by just going out to the club, by just going out and getting drunk, by going out to a lot of the same spots, by hanging out with a lot of the same people. You know what I'm saying? My life would just allow me to become very disenchanted and bored with a lot of that. And when I started to, you know, I denied it and fought it for a while. But when I started to give into it, you know, I started to learn that there were other things that my life required of me. 
You know, there were other things I needed to learn. There were other things I needed to be aware of. A lot of times life will slow you down to make you ready for bigger and better things that you can't even imagine. And like I said before, you have to learn how to make friends with the unexpected. You know, when I lost everything, when I lost my crib, when I lost my home, my car, and I lost everything, you know what I'm saying? It was one of the scariest and hardest things that ever happened to me. But I, you know what I'm saying? I do, I do recognize something to me. I always stay tied to the fact that I'm not getting off my trajectory with my goals or what God's plan is for me. It's keeping me right on course. If anything, it's expediting the process. And I'm not late for my purpose. I'm not losing out on what God has for me. I'm still on the right road. I'm still making good time. And you have to understand that no matter what situation you find yourself in, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever mistakes you think you made, whatever regrets you think you have, none of that is real. You are creating regrets. You are creating mistakes where there are none. Life is always transpiring perfectly. And the older we get, I think a lot of us start to discover that life happens perfectly all the time. There are no mistakes. You're always where you need to be. You're never not where you're supposed to be. You are always where you need to be. And life is always happening and functioning the way it needs to. You are always attracting and manifesting the things you need for whatever purpose to further your growth, to rewire, to undo things, to clear up your vibration, whatever. You never get anything from the universe that you don't need. So if you see any friends, any situations, any experiences that you're going through or that you're going through, you're attracting them. Those things are happening. You feel like you're wasting your time. You're only wasting your time because you're not learning what you're supposed to learn from that. You learn there's no such thing as wasted time unless you're uh, unless you're not learning and being a student of your life, being a master of your life. Moving on. The next letter is A. Accept. Accept that when it comes to really loving yourself through the fire, loving yourself through the biggest battles, the hardest battles. You know, everybody walking out on you, everybody leaving you, nobody accepting you, losing your job, losing everything, abandonment issues, trauma, you know, uh, whatever it may be, you gotta have, you're gonna have to learn how to widen the scope and understand that life will move people and situations and things out of your life because it's time for something else. I've learned that I've never lost anybody. No one has ever walked away or, or you know, walked away from me and I lost their friendship or lost their relationship. Anytime anybody has walked away from me, Life has always provided better. Even if it took years or whatnot for that person to be replaced or for something better to show up. Even if their absence left me with just dealing with myself, life has never taken a person from me and left me without what I needed. So if you're in a situation where people walk away from you and you're by yourself, it's because you're who you need right now. You are who you need to rely on. You need to be your own damn friend right now. So learn that life operates perfectly at all times. Understand that there's so much more to life than just blaming people and thinking that life is occurring to make your life a living hell. Life is shaping you and molding you for the thing, the desires and the thoughts you've had for years. You have goals and desires that you've been feeding for a long time and you just, and 
You need you need to become the person that is ready for those kind of things and to become the person that can be ready for those kind of blessings, those kind of desires. You have to sometimes have to walk through certain fires. You have to go through certain experiences that will sharpen iron with iron to make you equipped. So there you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept. In the next episode, we're going to talk about dropping that dead weight so you don't want to miss that. Also, if you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and a rating and let me know what you think about the episode, most definitely. Like I said before, I really want y'all to understand that y'all are important. Understand that you, the person listening to this podcast, you are important and you deserve the world. Thank you for supporting the Medicine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. You are strong. You are enough. You are wise and you are tough. Peace.